listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, live here in the studio, Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia. Lawson, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah, you're having a little bit of an existential No, not because of that. We were talking before the show began about cutting hair, not cutting hair. Not quite because of that. It's actually... So, I played sport last night. And I say sport because there's lots of different sports. I played sport for about three hours. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time. I was playing touch footy, volleyball. We're playing... What else? Dodgeball, netball. I was I was playing center in netball. Just like running around, catching and throwing and doing all those netball what, things. You, why were you playing so many sports? Because, well, I was at my uni. And they had like a sports night. So you just like jumped on the bandwagon of all the different Literally sports. every single sport. So you would make a team and then you'd go around to each sport. Oh. And, and we were having a good time. We were like, we had a pretty decent record like tying or winning most games. I think the only game we got absolutely destroyed in was volleyball because, Ooh. but you know. I thought you were, you just I know, me I know. you were like so, the volleyball champion. But then like look across at my teammates. Nah, just kidding. I'm just <laughs> Wow, kidding. throw it, them under the bus. It takes a team. It takes a team to win. And, and sometimes you're into it, sometimes you're not. Maybe I had an off nine. Okay. But that being said, my, probably my, one of the sports that I'm the worst at, like absolute worst is soccer. We're oh, playing really? soccer and I figured like, well, I abs- I'm terrible at shooting the ball. So what I'm going to do is just, like, stick my leg out and try and trip people over, like, because refs lacking. Uh, and so that's what I was that's what I was doing. And then I woke up this morning. You know, I kind of I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of feeling it in my ankle, you know, took some took some beatings there. And now I have a massive lump on my ankle. I'm, like, limping around. But you know what they say? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And so, okay. you know, I'm, I'm happy to have that as, as a war scar of me like literally tripping people to the ground <laughs> okay because that, that's just how it goes shout out sports you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different you're listening to breakfast show with blake and lawson shanna on the buttons behind the scenes and we are cruising into an absolutely beautiful second day of march there's no clouds in the sky from what mm-hmm. I can tell, or the ones that are there, they don't even want to be there, so mm-hmm. they're going to disappear shortly, I believe. Mm-hmm. The sun is up, it's shining, it's beautiful. It's uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit for those listeners. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no perception or understanding It's just like Celsius, but better. Uh, so, oh, awkward, that awkward moment when everyone imagine Imagine having a... Uh, imagine having... Man, what, what what am I trying to say? Imagine having a system of, you know, calculating yeah, temperature yeah. Uh-huh. and the boiling point isn't 100 and the freezing point isn't zero. I've got a new, trust me, I've, I've figured this whole thing. That's ridiculous. I'm going to combine Fahrenheit and Celsius called Fahrenheit. And instead, the boiling point is 200 mm-hmm. and the freezing point is zero. So I'm starting a new thing. It's called Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, and it's my new thing. So it's just like Celsius, but there's actually more space in between so the temperatures. So everything would just be doubled. Yeah. So when it's 30 degrees, it's actually 60. 60. Yeah, it makes more sense to me. And when it's 40 degrees, it's actually 80 degrees. That sounds hotter. That's where I'm going to wear yeah, shorts but, and a t-shirt. But then that doesn't make sense if you... Re- 
Makes it's just a sense. new thing. Like if you relate it back to Celsius, I mean, sorry, Fahrenheit, like 40 degrees in Fahrenheit is like 115. Yeah, I know, but it's 80 in Fahrenheit. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a system. Okay. <laughs> that, sounds like, that, is, that sounds incredibly redundant. <laughs> but listen, listen, Blake, if that's... We're, we're meeting in the middle. We're meeting in the middle between America and Australia, right there in the middle in the Pacific. It's going to be Fahrenheit. That's my new system. But I don't think we need to. Well, sometimes, sometimes because, change because what, isn't always easy. This is the thing. What you're describing is just... Incredible. Is just Celsius with extra steps. No, no extra steps. That's exactly what you're describing. Yeah, but it's better because here's the issue with Celsius. There's not enough space in between to differentiate. Because sometimes I could be like, hey, it's 19 degrees outside. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. I go outside and I'm like, oh, I needed a sweater. Should have gotten one. Uh-huh. But then... 19 degrees, but then it's 29 degrees, and you're like, whoa, super hot. Only 10 degrees difference. That's the issue. Yeah, but that's a significant difference. No, it's not. 10 degrees is not significant. That's the point. Like, Fahrenheit it is, like, people. 0491064669. If you want Fahrenheit to start off your temperature please, measuring please, please put this guy in his place and just <laughs> repeat everything that I'm saying via text message, which is that it's just redundant and nope, ridiculous. won't read it. But listen, Blake. <laughs> I refuse. Who am I? Okay, we've got our first clue for the quiz. <laughs> who am I? I did what I could to kill off the Lord's prophets. Ooh. So kind oh. of a... Kind of a nasty. She could be a girl. She it could be a guy. It kind of a nasty person right here because they're they're really. It's a person because I was going to say sin. <laughs> it is a who am I? Okay, got so it. so it's not a what am I? It's a who am I? It is a person. They have a, a it seems a vendetta against the prophets of the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you know who this is, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and of course you can go into the draw to win thirteen weeks of joy and seven deadly relationship sins by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer, which is like I want to be joyous and happy. Right, I want right, to right. cannot. I want to not commit relationship sins. So that I can have good relationships. And then I I just don't see another world in which these two books aren't everything you need. Other than, of course, the word of God. Okay. So if you want to be happy, well, the word of God, you know, lots of access to. But we're giving you these two books absolutely for free. 0491 Again, that question was, I did what I could to kill off the Lord's prophets. Just want to shout out our listeners in Curry, Tasmania, right? Curry, Tasmania, uh, 88.0. I had some curry last night. It was delicious. So really? shout out to Tasmania down there. Another place I want to shout out is Launching Place, Victoria. Ever been to Launching Place? Shannon's pumping Shannon's knows. What, what's up with Launching what, Place? You love Launching Place? Is that your, is that your jam? Shanna is from Launching Place. Is I that guess. is that she's not like, from there, but she's been there. Is it by the ocean? Is that why it's called Launching Place? It's not by the ocean. So what do they launch there then? Rockets? Like, yeah, you can talk. Yeah, she's yeah, scared. absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been there a few times in Victoria, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just really pretty. There's like mountains and plants and trees. And so no rockets. No, it's near Warburton. Oh, that so means nothing to okay. me. Okay. Okay. Like, what is that it's place? Like, that's where they print lots of books. I've never been yeah, to Victoria. Yeah, yeah, that one. I, I've never yeah. been inside Victoria. Yeah. Like, wow. you, wait, 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 wait. You've yeah. never no. been to the state I of Victoria. I went to the border and I got scared and turned around. You, you're I an literally. Australian citizen. Yep. 
I've never been in the Northern Territory either. Yeah, but well, <laughs> I've been to the Northern Territory. I've been to every state except Western Australia, but oh. like they don't count. So I lived in Western matter. Australia. Okay. They, That's did impressive. you say that Western Australia doesn't count? Yeah, Perth is basically its own country. Wow. It's I'm the, so sorry. It's the most remote spot in Australia. It's In fact, it's one of the most remote in major cities on Earth. I think, yeah, I lived there and it was definitely, I felt the vibes. So I was mm-hmm. like, I feel remote. Mm-hmm. So I will look for my remote and turn my TV Dude, on. Bro, if you like buying clothes or eating food, Melbourne's just the best. Yeah, like, well, get I'm, I'm, I might be going there soon because I'm, I'm driving to Tasmania. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll definitely be going. Yeah, to a place called Devonport. Oh, Dav- yeah. Davenport, mm-hmm. Devonport. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, going to stay there for the Easter weekend. Epic. You know? It's going to be good Amazing. times. Yeah, I'm preaching down there. Well, hey, shout out Tazzy. Yeah. Shout out everything going on down there. Do you Shout leave from Launching Place? Or no, you leave from Geelong. I think you leave from Geelong as well. Geelong. 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 You're listening to The Breakfast <laughs> Show here on Faith FM. Hey, I've got some stories to talk about real quick. Okay. okay, so here in Australia, 29 species have just been taken from the endangered list to the non-endangered list. Which is fantastic. So we're going in reverse. So we're saving animals. Okay. Uh, I think I've said this before. I think animal conservation is one of the most epic jobs because it's literally getting back to what we were doing in the Garden of Eden. Okay. That that was our job. Animal conservation and gardening. And that's exactly what these guys are doing. But among those animals that have been saved, you you know, you've got stuff like the, the sooty albatross, you know, beautiful bird. You've got the waterfall frog, the western... Qual the Flinders Range worm lizard, but then also <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, the Flinders Range Flinders Range worm, worm lizard. lizard. That's yeah, right. That's what I. You've even got like the humpback whale has been taken off the endangered species list. Really? But you know what else has that's been taken taken off? The, literally, yeah, a <laughs> yeah. massive one. Um, the Greater Bilby and the Western Bard, Eastern Bard, and Golden Bandicoots. I love those. Dude, they're so cute. Crash is so cute. And bilbies as well. Do you know about the bilbies? I don't know what a bilby is. So bilbies like this small mammal. And that was the amazing thing about this research, actually, is that they found the majority of animals that have been taken off the list out of this 29 were mammals, which is quite rare because it's difficult to build mammal population because usually takes a lot of time for mammals to breed comparative to, you know, and there's far more predators that they face. Right. Mammals. Um, but basically the bilby, the, you have these things called bilbies and then rabbits were introduced to Australia and rabbits had a higher breeding rate and then would just like eat the bilbies. And it was really, really sad. And that's why they built this thing Hold called. On. Pause. Did you say rabbits eat bilbies? Yeah. Rabbit, wild rabbits are savage, bro. No, I cannot believe this. No, 100%. That's terrible. Yeah, they would just like, they would just take all their food, but then also, yeah, they would, they would, they would kill the bilbies. I'm sorry, bilbies. Which is, which is hectic ass. But that's why they built this thing called the rabbit proof fence. Oh, yeah, I saw the movie. Because, yeah, gnarly movie. But, so, bilbies. not as much about rabbits as I thought. It is about systemic racism and, yeah, and the, the stolen, stolen generation, generation for sure. It and was a powerful movie. Fantastic movie. I loved it. I, I got to watch it in school and it kind of gave us an insight into Australian history. It was really, really good. But that being said, so we're, we're on the up and up here in Australia. But in Cameroon, they've got this thing, right? It's called the giant frog. 
And <laughs> the giant or the Goliath frog. The Goliath frog weighs as much as a cat. As like a domestic cat. This thing is massive. And they've found this Goliath frog, and they can't find any more Goliath frogs. And so it might be the last Goliath frog in the world. And they're asking all the citizens, because the reason it went extinct is because people are eating David them. Frog. They're like, stop oh, eating sorry. the frogs. Look for the frogs so we can build these frogs up again, the population. So, guys, look for those frogs if you're in Cameroon. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We just got a text in that I need to read. Okay. Franco says, not true. Rabbits do not eat meat. And I agree with him. So I looked this up. Apparently, this is what happens. Rabbits eat everything in their sight, thus killing the bilbies because they're out-competing them. Mm. That's what that's what the, the article is saying here. However, this article is about chocolate bilbies. Around Easter time instead of Easter bunny, uh, like chocolate Easter bunnies. It's chocolate Easter bilbies. I don't know how I feel about that whole scenario, uh, but now that I've seen a bilby, they're ridiculously cute. They got a yeah. little pointy nose. Their ears, I want to pet the ears. They're just, they look soft and cuddly. Uh, they'll probably would attack me as well. This is just like a very, very cute animal with like a little tail. Mm. Kind of looks like a mini kangaroo and a possum with like a bat had a baby. It's just a, a very Australian animal. It really like is. We, like, we have at it. like these weird amalgamation animals over here. It's a marsupial, and, Australian marsupial. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so that's that's what a bilby is. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith Fam. And we're going to have another clue for the quiz. Here we go. I was involved with idolatry and witchcraft. Ooh. So this person is not getting not getting better. <laughs> uh, they killed the Lord's prophets, but then I'm like, okay, well, maybe there's some redeeming qualities. No. Idolatry and witchcraft. If you know who this is, now we're getting, you know, 400 points. As we work through the show, give you more and more clues. You get less and less points. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And you will go into the draw to win 13 weeks to joy as well as seven deadly relationship sins. Again, this person, they wanted to kill the Lord's prophets. And they were involved in idolatry and witchcraft. I just want to say here as well, too, Kathleen, you got the answer correct. Brayden, you got the answer correct. But Brayden also texts in. Okay, check this out, right? I love this. He says, ha-ha, Blake, if you want more space uh, between, like, the the temperature numbers, how about boiling water at 1,000? That way you, you are still keeping the base 10, though when science talks about uh, temperature of the sun, it would just be ridiculous. So... Z- z- like freezing a zero, yeah, boiling point a thousand. That's just adding a zero is, onto. Celsius. That's right. So it's like, oh, it's it's oh, today's two hundred degrees, and then it's like <laughs> it's twenty. It's like twenty. It's like oh, it's two hundred fifty degrees today. It's like twenty five. Yeah, that's what it would be. So isn't that too much space? That's See, too this much. is this is what I'm talking that's about. That's why Fahrenheit is just doubling. It's ridiculous. We don't need all that space. No, the, I, I let's keep it struggle. simple. I can't count that high. Okay, <laughs> that was a joke. But like, I'm just trying to come up with any reason to dissuade you from thinking that this is a good idea because it's not. Things are going to change. I'm I'm I f- I'm feeling uh, 
feeling some changes. Brett says as well, too, imagine having a system of measurement, quote, Fahrenheit, mm. that literally the rest of the world does not want to use. Yep. Popular. Also, the imperial system, just in general. We took it from the imperialists. Yeah, and then they said, see you later. <laughs> now, but... I think England has this, like, kind of amalgamation, right? Because they use centimetres and metres, but then simultaneously they use... Pounds. Like, miles per hour, and then they'll use pounds, but then also use... They're kind of, like, in the middle. Yeah. But then America's just, like, full-on imperial. You know what? I was just, I was actually uh, reading an article about Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Northern Ireland, basically, they, they're part of the UK, but when Brexit happened, the rest of Ireland yeah. was part of the European Union, right? Mm-hmm. So the Northern Ireland, which is on the island of Ireland, mm. is having all of these tariffs and taxation issues with import-export between the United Kingdom and the European Union. Because mm. the European Union is basically enforcing sanctions upon Northern Ireland. And Northern Ireland is like, hey, no, we're part of Brexit. Like, we're not part of that. Like, you can't charge us this kind of stuff. So now they've created just like a very unique, I, I, don't, I don't know if the word is treaty, but a, a unique uh, legal loophole for Northern Ireland to not be taxed mm. on transactions from the United Kingdom because they're actually a part of the United Kingdom. Mm. So they're a part of Brexit. So Wales, Scotland, and mm. Northern Ireland as well, too. So I just I found that was that was an interesting article to me like a country that's kind of on an island of another country but part of mm-hmm. the United Kingdom and then I was looking into some of the history between the Catholics and the Protestant and the fighting that happened uh, and they've had relative peace since 1998. Mm. Uh, I was I think born it was the Good it. Friday. Oh, that was because you were I was born? I was born and it just sorted out. Okay, got it. It was a Good Friday Treaty, I think, is what mm. it was called. But it, it's just, it's an interesting thing to me that, you know, it would be such a weird feeling to be a country that's just like caught in between the European Union and Brexit as well, too. Absolutely. So I'm wondering what they would use, Northern Ireland. Are they like pounds? Are they centimeters? Are they kilometers? Are they miles per hour? It's, it's very interesting. I don't know. I reckon that'd probably be metric, to be honest. That's my, that's my belief. But why? So Australia's English. Yeah. Or for the most part. Yeah. Well, I can't say totally, but it, it was at one point a part of the Commonwealth. No, it is part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. So it would make sense that they would follow the Commonwealth's No, it doesn't make sense. Rules. It doesn't make sense because it's ridiculous and we don't want anything to do with it because we're, well, there was this thing in 1900 called the referendum. 1901 and we became our own countries but no we used to use the imperial system up until i believe it was either the 70s i think it was the 70s my dad told me the story like in the 70s because we didn't have a national anthem or anything they would sing god save the queen every morning before class and they used the imperial system and i think it was my dad said he was nine so it would have been maybe 1972 and it switched over they stopped using sterling uh, they stopped using sterling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They stopped using sterling. They started using the metric system, and they had their own dollar. Wow. So, so that was in Australia's efforts in the seventies, and we had another referendum in the two thousands to to leave the 
the Commonwealth, which didn't, didn't, didn't go, go through. through. So we're still. Do you think it will go through now that there's King Charles instead of? I think if there's any, if there's ever been a time in which it would go through, this is the it's time. now. But it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't, because right. Australia loves destroying everyone at the Commonwealth Games. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically our warm up to the Olympics. And I love that we get to participate in the Commonwealth Games because we shine. That's the only reason, like you think. Yeah, that's gonna. That's really that. that For me, like if I had to vote personally, no, we're gonna. gonna I'm like, I just want to play the Commonwealth. You know, we have the Commonwealth Games. Isn't there a thing called the Ashes as well too? I don't know anything about that. I guess we could participate in the Ashes if we weren't part of the Commonwealth. But I don't know. So it's a. A cricket competition between Australia and England, I believe. For the world's tiniest trophy. Yeah, I believe. Are the Ashes in Australia right now? Uh, I'm not the sure. The Ashes. While you look that up, uh, I do want to just say uh, one of the articles I want to talk about is there was a, a train collision in Greece and it killed at least 36 people. It was a passenger train and a freight train actually collided late Tuesday in central Greece, killing at least 36 people and leading to the arrest of a station master. Mm. And the resignation of a govern of a government minister. The crash also injured eighty five people, and there were cars involved as well too. And at least sixty six of those injured were still hospitalized. Apparently, there was a big festival happening in Greece, and it was on a train from Athens to Thessalonica. Mm. Maybe you've heard of this if you've ever read the book. Uh, Both, of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Both of those cities are in the book of Acts. Yeah, that's true. So, And, well, and there's a whole um, Thessalonians fact, as well, of, first and second Thessalonians. In fact, that's too. kind of the route the pool travels. It, well, this this one had about, I think, 196 passengers or something mm. around that. Uh, and to, to see that tragedy happening yeah, and, the, and the, the chaos, is it's mayhem. Mm. There's been a lot of train derailments around the world lately. And, and train crashes. Like, we see that uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, right? We mm. see this in Houston, Texas. We see this now happening in Greece as well, too. I wonder what's going on with all the train crashes and all the collisions. It's actually uh, quite sad, to be honest. Like, makes you kind of mm. just go, hmm, do I want to ride the train to work today or am I going to ride my bike? Trains are essentially the most dangerous roller coaster. Because, like, on a roller coaster, all the people are going one way. Whereas trains, yeah, both ways. Both ways. So definitely that room for Euro there. I don't know if it's a trend, but it's very sad and very unfortunate. Very much so. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to the Breakfast Show. We're going to have another clue for the quiz as I find the clue. Don't read it. Don't read a different clue in front of me. Here we go. The Lord said dogs would devour me by the wall of Jezreel. So this person, okay, let's let's work our way through here. So they killed the prophets. Right. They were into witchcraft and idolatry. Not good. And the Lord said they'd be killed by dogs. So basically become dog food. Yeah, they're not living a good life. No. I don't think they are. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. And if you do, of course, you'll go into the draw to win seven deadly relationship sins as well as 13 Weeks to Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. We'll give you them for free. We want you to live a happier, more fulfilled life. 0491-064-669. The Lord said dogs would devour me by the wall of Jezreel. Mm. 
Janelle, you got that answer correct. Bruce and Liz, you got that answer correct as well, too. This morning, we have on the phone with us Mr. Daniel Ullman. I hope I'm saying that last name correct. Daniel, can you hear us? Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Excellent. Uh, did Good I say your last name? Did yeah, I say your last yeah. name right? Ullman? Yeah, yeah, correct. Awesome. Now, what I hear through the grapevine is you are the boys' dean up at the Bible College called Arise, which is in partnership with Light Bearers. Is that true? Is this a true rumor? Yeah, that's true. Uh, now, how did you get to that place? Did you just like rock up and, and join in, or did you go to Arise last year? Yeah, I was a student here last year. Okay, let's talk about that experience. What what were you expecting going in, and how was it when you left? Um, yeah, so I had a I think I had a pretty good idea of what I was expecting going in. I had done a little bit of Arise online before coming to Arise in real life, and yeah, I um I think I really expected probably similar to what the real Arise was like. Probably didn't expect how busy it is. It is a really busy program. Um, and I had never done, um, full time outreach like they do here. So that was really, um, really fun. I want to just touch on something you just talked about there. You said arise online. What is that? Okay, sure. That's a, um, uh, online course videos and, um, you can just take part in arise at any time at your own pace from anywhere. It's really fantastic. Um, a lot of the same content is covered in Arise here at Kingscliff. Um, the advantage of doing it in person is you have a, a group of students around you and you have access to the, the teachers and the outreach component. But um, when I did the Arise online, I was working full-time and I could fit this in before and after work. So it was really good, very flexible. Nice. So for someone who's maybe working full-time or maybe they're a, a uni student or – you know, maybe they don't, they don't even live in Australia, they can actually access uh, the course content through Arise Online. Is that something that's still available? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. They should definitely do that. Okay, so just go, You can. they can go onto the Arise website and, and access yeah. the course. That's really cool. Okay, uh, now talking about your in-person experience and this outreach component, walk me through that. What What is that? Um, so here uh, we have classes pretty much all of the time except for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoons. And in those afternoons, we would go out in groups of two um, to various um, community areas local to the church. So um, we've probably got like 20, 20 groups going out at the moment to different areas. And they'll go in groups of two, knocking on doors, doing a spirituality survey, um, inviting them to an evangelistic campaign that we're running that kind of thing. So, is that kind until, of is that kind of daunting? Is it is it easy to do, yeah. or, or is it it's a little bit scary? Um, from person to person, that will vary. For me, it was quite daunting. Uh, I hadn't done that. It really gets you out of your comfort zone, which I am a strong believer in getting out of your comfort zone. Um, but it's yeah, it's one thing to believe in it, and the other thing to do it. So it was a struggle to do, go out and do it for sure. So talking about your comfort zone, and you were saying you were working before uh, when you were doing a rise online, and before you actually did yeah. a rise in person. So what were you doing before? Uh, I was a IT um, technician with Education Queensland up in Mackay. Oh wow! 
I, I know uh, Mackay. That's a that's a ways up there. That's a long yeah. journey up there. Yeah. So you're doing IT stuff for uh, Queensland Education uh, Department, yeah. essentially. So yeah. is that for like the different schools and and universities, or is this like a um, public thing or a church thing? No, that was public. So there's like in in that Mackay area, there was about 56 um, state schools, and me and my co-worker's job was to visit those schools, make sure they had um, sufficient IT and help them with any problems or planning that they needed to, to do. It was a really great job. Okay, so I'm just trying to process here. Like, You don't have to be like a pastor or a, like a, some sort of reverend or something to go to Arise. Like you can just be an yeah. IT guy from Queensland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great thing to do if you're straight out of school or if, like me, you've been working for a few years. Um, and just want to, yeah, put, it's a really good way to, I guess, recenter your life and, um, find Jesus at the center of it. So, um, yeah, it's a fantastic thing that anyone can do at any stage of life. So you did the Arise program last year, which runs, uh, essentially from February to, I, I would say May ish. Then <laughs> after that, uh, what did you do until, cause you're working now, I think the new one has started, but what'd you do in between? Um, I did a Rise for Life, which is an optional uh, six-month Bible working volunteer uh, program offered by Arise. Um, practically, you put your hand up to say, yes, I'd like to do some volunteer Bible working. Um, Robbie Morgan will look at the class and count up the hands. He'll go back to his office and a few weeks later come out to tell you where you're going to go. In my case, I went to Lismore with um, three of the other students. And we worked there with Pastor Tim, and yeah, Bible worked there for six months. Wow, up in Lismore. Okay, that's a beautiful part of the world. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it was hit by floods pretty hard. Was it hit by floods when you were there, or was that just before? That was exactly a year ago, I think. Okay, roughly, give or take. Okay. <laughs> so you had come in when you ended up going to Lismore. You it was the, more of the aftermath of the flood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you guys do any any work as a Bible worker, like in the aftermath of the flood, or by that time was it all taken care of? It was mostly taken care of. It's a long road to recovery, so there was definitely stuff that was um, not fully recovered. But as far as getting in and helping with the the easy stuff that volunteers can do. It wasn't really much of that left. Okay. Got it. Well, uh, what was kind of your day to day work as a, a rise for life volunteer Bible worker? What'd you end up doing? Um, we had, uh, a big box of, um, Bibles, steps to Christ, a whole bunch of material like this. Um, so we would go door knocking, um, to these communities that have lost everything just to say, hey, you've lost everything, we can't give you much, but would you like a free Bible or a free book if they already had a Bible? And use that as a conversation starter to see if they could, maybe they, you know, sometimes when people are rock bottom, like they've lost everything, it's a really good time to have these conversations um, to sort of give them comfort and hope that the Bible can offer. Um, so we wanted to offer them mm-hmm. a Bible and then sort of, slide in with, would you also like to have some Bible studies? We can drop them off. We can come do them in person, that kind of an angle. Um, and yeah, it's, um, 
we did Lismore and the surrounding towns, so Woodburn, Evans Head, Broadwater was our main area. Okay, so it's uh, that does sound it sounds good, but like um, I'm assuming not everyone wanted to do Bible studies, yeah? No, yeah, that's a very correct assumption. <laughs> That is a correct assumption. I know Shanna has done some similar work, and she's laughing in the studio here like, yes, that is a correct assumption for sure. Uh, so, yeah, it can be kind of difficult. But w- did it work with some people? Was it uh, yeah, rewarding did, in some ways? We definitely found a few people who wanted to do some studies and uh, a few people who were maybe not interested in the studies, but we could give them a Steps to Christ, give them a Bible or something else and um, plant a seed like that and – I think, yeah, it can be really discouraging after knocking on a lot of doors and not getting much uh, results. But I think we're called to be faithful and we're called to to do the work and not necessarily um, harvest the results of that work. That could be years to come. Um, But, yeah. Okay. So, essentially, it's not always the most rewarding work in the short term. But what you're, mm. what it sounds like you're saying is, in the long term, uh, it will pay off. Yeah, Isaiah 55 says that you know my word will not re- return void, and w- yeah, you have to just be a believer of that and just say like we're you know out here handing out God's word and trying to encourage and you know it it might feel like we're doing nothing, but God promises that His word will not return void. You know, it's it's interesting that, you know, you come from an IT background and you go out there, and, like, sharing the gospel, knocking on people's doors, uh, kind of helping uh, communities even after the flood as well. You know, there's a little bit of stuff there that, that was done as well, too, in Lismore. I'm just wondering, did you ever see yourself doing this when you're an IT guy? Never. <laughs> <laughs> not at all like you weren't just sitting there like programming stuff going like i cannot wait to go hit the doors no no okay so you're uh, kind of outside you're really outside your comfort zone then yeah for sure uh when when you came back from being outside of your comfort zone now you're the boys dean at this arise program the, the school up there in kingscliff What's your experience now? You got a year under your belt, and you're not going back to IT. You're going back to uh, working with other people who are like-minded, who are uh, trying to get to know Jesus better. What, what's been your experience with that? Yeah, it's been really nice. Um, the The team up here is amazing to work with. When Lyndon asked me, it was a really easy yes. Um, so I'm, I'm working with Lyndon Parmenta, Robbie Morgan, and Joel Weeks. Yeah. Um, that previously, previously Lawrence, but she's now Weeks. And uh, um, if I remember correctly, you you won you won the prize at the wedding. Yeah, you're the yep. you're the guy that you won uh, the prize. Me. That was awesome. Uh, the, the, the quiz prize, what huge accomplishment! <laughs> like, what are your accomplishments like? Well, I do IT. Uh, I I work at a Rise Boys Dean, and I won the prize at Jan and yeah. Joel's wedding. Nice stuff. It's definitely on the resume. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So you work with these guys and gal, uh, and what's been that experience? Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, I think my role here is really just to bond with the students and just to check in with them on a regular basis to see how they're tracking with the program. 
um, trying to support any of the, the social events that we run here and to, um, yeah, just help out in any capacity that's needed to. And it's been really nice. We've got a really great class this year, about 44 students. Wow, that's a big and, class. That's a yeah, big class. Big. My year was 33, right. which was affected because of internationals having trouble getting here. So we've got a lot more internationals here this year, uh, maybe 17, wow. maybe more. My kind I should of people, know that. a lot yeah. of internationals. Yeah, it's been really great. So it's been a fun fun three, four weeks. Uh, this is week four. Okay, so um, you've only, you're only in, into it for a month now, basically. Yeah. This is the beginning of week four. Or yeah. almost towards the end now, I guess. The Halfway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. is that difficult with all the different cultures and personalities? Um, it's been pretty good, surprisingly, yeah. Um, the, you know, we're all united through Christ, so we've got that like-mindedness there. And, yeah, it's been really nice just to see these friendships and um, – to be a part of them as well, just to know 44 people that I didn't know last year and to get to know so many really interesting and cool people. It's been really fantastic. All right. We got about 10 seconds. What would you tell someone who's thinking about going to a rise? Oh, definitely come. It's a life changing experience and just to live at Kingscliff for three months and to be around like-minded Christians, such a blessing. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Daniel, for joining us. We're going to listen to Keith and Kristen Getty, my heart is filled with thankfulness. And we're thankful for you, Daniel, for joining us on The Breakfast Show and sharing all about the Arise Bible School. Thanks for being a part of the 